You're listening to Titan Nature's Yellowstone, a podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Sponsored by Think Tank Photo. Think Tank Photo designs camera carrying solutions for working professionals. Welcome to another episode of Tide to Nature's Yellowstone. This is your host, Adam Brubaker. Getting off on another subject today, I've been thinking about what I should talk about, and I thought I would actually, sort of going into one specific area, uh, I wanted to talk about waterfalls. I think a lot of people don't realize how many waterfalls are in Yellowstone. All the time, especially with the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone and the Lower Falls, I take people there and they're quite surprised about it. So that's what I want to get into today. But a couple things before I go there. One, um, I reached out to the sponsor, Think Tank Photo, and they offered to do a giveaway with a couple bags. So stay tuned. That is going to be available for those that are listening to the podcast uh, on the podcast in the next week, hopefully. I'll be announcing that. And these are nice camera bags. The one that uh, he was talking to me about was just released. So there's going to be a couple camera bags and also some uh, accessories like uh, SD card holders for people. And from what I saw, I mean, these are kind of the perfect bag. It's not a big backpack, but a great bag for taking on a trip to Yellowstone to hold your camera. Anyways, watch for that. Uh, That's going to be coming up hopefully this next week. Uh, and I will be announcing on Facebook and Instagram as well. I'm going to try to do a video just talking more about this, showing the the camera bags. I'll announce on the podcast how you can get one of those bags. So that was great. I appreciate uh, Think Tank Photo for doing that. Now with waterfalls, I'm going to get into this. And one of the reasons I think this came up is because I started a new tour this last year. It's called Wildlife and Waterfalls. And one of the things that we try to do is you know, spend less time in the car, more time outside the car, walking around, covering a smaller area uh, with that, visiting some waterfalls. So I was looking up the waterfalls and and there's just a huge list of waterfalls that are very easy to access. And no way that on any on this wildlife and waterfall tours that we offer could we get all of these waterfalls. But I wanted to go through these waterfalls for those that are visiting to give you an idea. I mean, some of these are going to be You know, I think the longest one is about three miles from the road that I talk about, but most of them are either a short walk or just off the road. And these are the ones that I know that I have visited. To kind of give you an idea, I have a list here of, I don't know, 20 waterfalls. There is something like 300, well, probably just under 300 waterfalls in the park. Um, A lot of those take a little bit more hiking. Um, A lot of them are probably in the southeast, excuse me, to see, south west corner of the park and what they call the Cascade Corner. Let me go ahead and just, I'm going to start going through some waterfalls and talking to you about them. So as I go through these, they're not in any particular order. I kind of try to put them in order or within areas of each other. But I'm going to go ahead and talk about these waterfalls. I'm going to start with Fairy Falls. Now, a couple things about Fairy Falls. Fairy Falls is the longest hike that I have on here. Round trip, you're about six miles. That depends on where you start from. I would say, you know, start from Fairy Falls Trailhead over by Midway Geyser Basin. And this would allow you on the way out or the way back to actually stop and see the Grand Prismatic Hot Spring from the Overlook as well. It's right along that trail. 
This is a very flat trail. Portion of it you can actually ride bikes on. A lot of it's open. Some of it does go through the forest, but a very easy trail, very flat. But this goes out to Fairy Falls, and Fairy Falls is about a 200-foot waterfall. You can stand right at the base of the waterfall. There's a neat little pool uh, at the base where the water collects and then goes into the, the creek from there, the stream that runs off of there. So Fairy Falls is a great hike, uh, family-friendly, uh, six miles round trip. Really, it isn't that bad. You know, it's a little longer than some people want to do. Just up the road or south of there, there's another waterfall. Again, this is probably the second longest hike. It's the Mystic Falls. Mystic Falls has, well, it starts in the, the Biscuit Basin parking lot. So you actually walk through Biscuit Basin. Nice, you can see the hot springs there. And then you can continue on your hike. If you're staying in the Old Faithful area, you can actually walk from Old Faithful, go through the geyser basins at Old Faithful to Biscuit Basin, and then do the hike. I did not record how long that takes. I think that adds about a, a mile and a half to two miles on it. But Mystic Falls from that Biscuit Basin is about two and a half to three miles round trip. It's nice. It's about a 70-foot waterfall. Almost had some cascades to it. Most of it, it's a it's a pretty easy hike, but towards the end, you do start to get some elevation gain as you get up to the waterfall. Something I haven't done, which I need to do, I've had friends, is at the waterfall itself, once you're there, you can go up higher, which is kind of a more of a steep climb, to an overlook. And from there, you can actually see Old Faithful go off. Uh, so if you time it right and watch for the prediction of Old Faithful, while you're out there, you can watch Old Faithful go off from a distance. To, I've seen some video and some photos, and that's a pretty neat area to watch Old Faithful, a, lot of, a place that not a lot of people get to do it from. But it's Mystic Falls. Again, that's about a 70-foot waterfall. Uh, let's go to Firehole Falls. Actually, let's go. So we're headed south there. It's, I'll mention Kepler Cascades. It's right off the road. It's just a couple miles south of Old Faithful. You know, I'm talking about waterfalls, cascades, waterfalls, all intents and purposes, basically the same thing. Cascades is going to have more of a cascade, I guess, uh, cascading over the rocks and things. And it looks like multiple falls. So anyways, Kepler Cascades, um, it is right off the road. It's about 50 feet. And it's it's neat because there's a, a boardwalk that actually goes out. I mean, not very far in this platform you stand up and you can kind of look up and down this little ravine there and see the waterfall or cascades, which is really nice. Um, from there, let's go back the other way. Let's go to uh, the Firehole Falls, which is on the Firehole Canyon Drive. And it's about a two-mile loop or a two-mile drive. There's actually little waterfalls kind of through this canyon, but there's a parking place there where you can get actually get out and see Firehole Falls, which is about a 40-foot waterfall. From this one, you're actually looking down kind of into this little canyon, looking at the waterfall that way. Uh, different viewpoints along there. I tell people I always like standing at the the sign for the Firehole Falls to look at it. Kind of unobstructed. It's the closest view. I know other people like different spots. You know, this is by itself is a beautiful drive as you go on this, see different falls. And at the very end of the Firehole Falls, the Firehole Canyon Drive, is actually the Firehole Cascades, which is a nice spot to get out. And you can walk and you can be basically at the brink where the, the cascade starts. You can go down to the bottom. You can be in the middle. So great vantage points of the cascades as well at the end of the Firehole uh, Canyon Drive. So you have the Firehole Falls and then 
the Firehole Cascades as well. And so from here, we're you know, going to go be going uh, north from Firehole Falls up to Gibbon Falls. Uh, th- this area has changed a lot over the, the years. I remember growing up going to Gibbon Falls, and there was a pullout on the side of the road that was booked big enough for maybe two, three cars. And you'd get out and kind of overlook, and you're looking up towards the waterfall, or excuse me, you know, across at the waterfall. It, it was very small. And then about 10 years ago, they created this whole new path and this parking lot through there. It has a restroom now, which is nice. And it'll fit, I don't know how many cars, 40, 40 cars, maybe more, maybe less. So a big parking lot. Then you have a walk about 400 feet uh, to the main viewing point where you're kind of almost looking across and down at the waterfall. And they do have a path that you can follow kind of back over to where the, the old pullout used to be and look across at the waterfall as well. So Gibbon Falls is about an 84-foot waterfall. And one that, you know, a lot of people don't do or don't know about, you know, it's more of a fishing trail. It's not even an official trail. There's the Gibbon Falls. I, think I believe the name is the Gibbon Falls Picnic Area. And if you go down there, you can actually follow an old fishing trail to almost to get to the base of the waterfall. It actually, well, you have to get through the water, get in the water, and to actually go up and see the waterfall from there, down there. I've done that once. I put on some waders. It was a neat experience to walk up. Uh, so not very many people do that, but it's a nice place along the river, and uh, it's a nice picnic spot as well. So Gibbon Falls, from Gibbon Falls going further north, let's, uh, I'll mention Virginia Cascades. Virginia Cascades is another, um, it's off the main road. You got to kind of do a two two-mile drive along there is Virginia Cascades. It's a tough one to see from the car as you drive because, you know, to see it from, once you see it from a distance, there's a little spot to get off the road. Uh, You just be careful because other cars are going through there. And so you can kind of see it from a distance. And then once you get up closer, there's enough room to pull off kind of at the brink where the waterfall goes down. Again, I guess the Cascades going down. This one, I always tell people it reminds me of, oh, the Disneyland ride, Splash Mountain. You know, almost looks like you could stick a tube on there. Don't do that. It's not, not uh, that would be illegal, dangerous, but it looks like one of those you could put a tube on and kind of ride down. It looks like a, a theme park ride. Um, and I imagine there's probably some way to the bottom of that. It's very steep there, there. But I was looking the other day as I was doing a little research on these waterfalls, I saw a, a picture kind of from the base of Virginia Cascades, which is uh, something I thought was really neat. It kind of puts it on my bucket list. But anyways, Virginia Cascades, it's about 60 feet as it goes down. And it just comes from uh, part of the Gibbon River, just looks like more of a creek at that point. And that goes up. That's a nice drive. There's a picnic area through there as well, and a nice meadow in there. So Virginia Cascades. From there, let's go north towards Mammoth. Um, kind of in the, after you pass through Swan Lake Flats and you're heading down kind of the Golden Gate Bridge area, there's Rustic Falls. Rustic Falls is another one just off the road. And there's a pole out there with a sign that kind of talks about the, the building of the Golden Gate Bridge. From there, you can kind of look back to the south up the up the road towards and, and see Rustic Falls. And actually, just as you come down, there's a place that you can park, a small parking lot, and you can go walk over to the brink of the waterfall and look it down as well. I think the best viewing place, 
actually, as you're driving by it, you kind of get the best view of it. Just as you're driving by, it's hard to get pictures, but walking up along that road is not recommended just because of the traffic through there. And there's a corner at uh, Rustic Falls just off the road. And it's actually, I really like Rustic Falls. It's almost like a cascade. I mean, it's hard to describe, but it's it just, it's a neat waterfall. And something I should mention while I'm talking about that there is, you know, it with all of these waterfalls, they're going to be better, or I shouldn't say better. There's going to be more water in the springtime, summer, early summer than the fall. Actually, go back, Ferry Falls, I know it gets pretty light in the fall time as far as how much water's coming down. And mostly the rest of these are doing pretty good. Rustic Falls gets pretty light in the fall as well. But, uh, you know, the waterfalls are always a little bit more spectacular, more water in the spring and early summer. Okay, so from Rustic Falls, you go into Mammoth, and you're going to go take uh, go east there from Mammoth, and you're going to go to Undine Falls. At least I've called it Undine Falls. I was looking. It's actually pronounced Undine Falls, it looks like. I do know that Undine, I believe, is a German water ferry. Don't remember the history behind it being named, but that's it's it's right off the road as well. There's about, I don't know, eight or ten steps to get down to the viewpoint to look out at the waterfall. It's about 60 feet. And if you look down in this in this canyon, you can kind of look to see if there's other waterfalls down in there. And there is another vantage point I've never been out to. I've seen people on it. And I believe it is the Lava Creek Trail that you can go out and be on the other side of the, the little canyon, other side of the creek, and view it um, almost from the brink there as well. Uh, again, that's the Lava Creek area. There's a picnic area, the Lava Creek picnic area. I believe that trail starts at. So there are two different vantage points there. Going from there, just up the road a little ways is Wraith Falls. Wraith Falls is about a 90-foot waterfall. It's about a mile round trip. It's about a half mile in there to this waterfall. It can be, it's one of those that uh, in the fall time, uh, it can be almost non-existent. At least times that I've been in there where there's, you go back there and think, where's this waterfall at? So again, you know, I'd say that one is the spring, summertime. It's a beautiful waterfall. Um, typically not as much water at that, but that is, you know, that's a, a nice hike. It's short. There's a little elevation, but not much in there as far as gain, especially, you know, for a half mile. It's a, I would say it's a family friendly hike to, you know, take kids in and, uh, explore along the way. It's a nice spot. And, you know, I should mention with these ones that you do have to hike into, I've talked this on previous episodes, but always remember bear spray. Remember bear safety anywhere you're at in Yellowstone is bear country. This is going to take me back to the Fairy Falls one, the very first one I talked about. There's there's bears in there all the time. There was a sow with two cubs in there quite a bit this year. The grizzly with two cubs hang, hung around there. Um, anywhere from Biscuit Basin to the the Midway Geyser Basin that I know of, which does entail both Mystic Falls and Fairy Falls. And, you know, that's only one bear of a, a couple that I know that have hung out in that area. So anywhere you go, even if you think, oh, there's a lot of people here, think bear sa- safety as you do these trails and hikes. Well, anyways, uh, so Wraith Falls, Wraith Falls from there, let's go over to Tower Falls. Tower Falls, I remember going there as a kid. I wish I knew it, I remembered better. Because right now, well, this one's changed a lot over the years. So when I first 
remember going there as a kid. I remember you could actually hike down to the river and then over to the waterfall towards the base of it, which I know you haven't been able to do that for years now. Before some construction was done the last couple of years, you would park at the tower store and you would have this uphill, downhill, and I mean, not very far. And, you know, it's like, what are, I can't even remember what that one is, a quarter mile maybe to get to the waterfall. But as they did some construction and redid the parking lot the last couple of years, what they did, there's a lot more parking at that area now, but that um, little hike out there has been flattened. It's just a straight hike out to Tower Falls. They made it accessible, which is really nice for be able to, people to see um, that fall. So Tower Falls is about a 132-foot waterfall, and it gets its name from the, actually the towers that kind of rise next to it. Towers there, it's... Part of the Grand Canyon Yellowstone are kind of right off of that. They just have been eroded over time. So that's where it got its name from. Uh, there's still a trail that goes down to the river, but there's no access to go over to the waterfall to see it from the Tower Creek there. Tower Falls is a really pretty waterfall, and it seems like it's one that throughout the year has has some pretty water going. I mean, amount the amount of water going through there is pretty good. Uh, so I, I do recommend... Tower Falls. And that's one that we try to hit on our wildlife and waterfalls tour. If, you know, depending on the time of year, if we go over Dunraven Pass. So Tower Falls, 132 feet. And from there, let's continue with the the Grand Canyon Yellowstone and talk about the Lower Falls, which for me, this is the one that if you're visiting Yellowstone, you have to see the Lower Falls. For me, it's like you're visiting Yellowstone. Well, you got to see Old Faithful and you got to see the Lower Falls. I see some hot springs. I mean, for me, it's Lower Falls, Old Faithful. I mean, why would you? Now I'm just rambling. But anyways, the Lower Falls is great. A lot of people don't recognize this area exists. Um, So the Lower Falls is a 308-foot waterfall. At the peak runoff, there's about 60,000 cubic feet of water per second going over this waterfall. Later in the year in the fall, there's about 20,000 cubic feet, which is still a lot of water. So anytime that you see this, it's incredible. And, you know, I'm going to talk about the upper falls and the lower falls together here. The upper falls is 109 feet, um, same river, uh, the Yellowstone River. And these these waterfalls, there's nowhere that you can see them both at the same place because the way that the canyon and the river turns through there. But they're not far from each other. And they're all kind of, they're both kind of part of the same uh, trail system. So there's multiple vantage points to see these waterfalls from. Uh, both, you know, there's what you have the north rim of the Grand Canyon and the south rim. Uh, you can hike along both sides. On the south rim, you're going to have kind of at the farthest point, you're going to have Artist Point, which a lot of people like to see the the south falls or the south, excuse me, see the, the lower falls from. And I, I will mention here that if you go back and listen to the previous podcast, I talk more about this area in, in greater depth. So I won't go into the whole trails and everything in this area, but mention Artist Point is one of the popular looks out, lookouts for the lower falls on the south rim. Uh, on the upper falls, it's going to be kind of from the Uncle Tom's area uh, where you can look down and across at the upper falls. From the north rim on the upper falls, I like the brink of the lower falls. Um, it's probably the place that I visit the most. Short, short hike. Um, I don't even know, a quarter mile, but then you have about 36 36 steps down. I said lower, I meant upper, place to view it from. And on the north rim, I like to go to 
lookout point for the lower falls. I think it's kind of the best vantage point and the closest vantage point for the lower falls. Again, lower falls is 308 feet and the upper falls is 109 feet. Beautiful waterfalls. And I'll mention with this one, with lower falls in the summertime, oh, between 930 and 10, depending on your vantage point, you get there, you can see the waterfall or see the, not the, you can see the waterfall anytime. You can see the rainbow that's in the waterfall there. You know, as the sun comes up and shines into the canyon, there's a certain time where that light hits it just right and you get rain at the base of the canyon. That's something to think about visiting this area. And another waterfall in this area, well, two more in the canyon that I'll mention, that uh, Crystal Falls. So if you're looking at uh, the upper falls from the Uncle Tom's area, there's one spot where you can kind of look through the trees and see a waterfall. The easier place to see it is actually if you go to the brink of the upper falls and start on the trail and that goes on the north rim. And you don't go very far, basically right where that trail starts. There's a walkway that goes down and overlook for Crystal Falls, which is about a 129-foot waterfall. You know, the difference with the lower falls and the upper falls is they're much bigger, not only taller waterfalls, but they are wider waterfalls. You know, for when the Crystal Falls, it's 129 feet, um, but it's a very narrow waterfall. And that's how, um, you know, like Mystic Falls, Fairy Falls, you know, they're, well, especially Fairy Falls, it's narrower. Uh, the lower and upper falls are the biggest waterfalls, widest, most water in the park. Okay, anyway, so Crystal Falls, 129 feet, a um, couple places to view that. Then I want to miss, uh, mention the Silver Cord Cascade, uh, tallest cascade or waterfall in the park. It's a 1,200-foot waterfall. Uh, I went out there this year, a little later in the year. I think I went out there in August, and it was kind of a trickle at that time. Where the Silver Cord Cascade is, it is in the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. And if you're driving on the North Rim Drive and going towards Inspiration Point, there's a giant rock, a glacial erratic. And right in that area, there's a trailhead, which is a trailhead is for the seven-mile hole hike. And if you start on that and you go about a mile on that hike... You kind of just have to watch for it. Some nice vantage points along the way. And this is a pretty easy hike, I would say. There are some ups and downs, but in general, it's a, I guess, not mild hike, but it's it's not bad. And so the Silver Court Cascade, you go out about a mile and you look out across the canyon and you'll see this, you know, long drop of water. Again, it's narrow that goes down the canyon. But, uh, so Silver Court Cascade. And we're going to kind of go kind of backtrack clear to the south. So there's Moose Falls, which is if you're coming in from kind of the Grand Teton National Park, um, going north of the park, Moose Falls, really not far in. It's right there at uh, Crawfish Creek, crossover bridge. Not really, I mean, there is a label there for it, but from what my time visiting Moose Falls, very few people stop and see Moose Falls. In general, there's um, most of the time I go there, it seems like I'm the only one there looking at it. So Moose Falls, it is about a 30-foot waterfall. And you walk back, I don't know, a couple hundred feet. And there's some places you can get around and actually be at the brink of it. And you can also go off to one side. And there's almost, I guess, these steps that are made as you walk down. 
I mean, water's right there. The creek's right there on the waterfall. You can see it as you're coming down. I don't even stand it basically at the base of it. The Moose Falls, it's one of, I really like Moose Falls. There's uh, Lewis Falls, not far up the road from there, which is about the same height, about 30 feet. But Lewis Falls is right off the road. And so it's an easy one for everybody to see. A lot of people stop there. Um, A lot of people like to get in the water there, fishing there. And Lewis Falls, it's still beautiful. And you can see it from the road. And then there's also a trail that goes up. It's not quite to the brink, but so you're closer to the waterfall. Um, I haven't gone up that trail for years now, but if I remember right, it seems like it's, you know, gives you more of an obscure view of that waterfall. The last one I have on my list is Cave Falls. Now, Cave Falls is going to be very different as far as your access to it. None of the main roads in the park are going to take you to Cave Falls unless you stop at Old Faithful and hike about 20 miles. So for Cave Falls, there's actually a, a road between Ashton, Idaho. Well, it's close to Ashton, Idaho, that gets you into the park. It's about a 20-mile road. A lot of it's a dirt road. will take you into Cave Falls. Uh, Cave Falls is a smaller waterfall as far as the height. It's only about 20 feet. But, I mean, it's it's a pretty wide. It's actually the widest waterfall of all of these that I've mentioned. And it's a beautiful spot. Again, it's a quiet spot generally as well. Uh, not a lot of people go out there because of what it takes to to get to that side of the park. You know, on that side of the park over by Cave Falls, great hiking every year. I say I'm going to get in there and do it. I haven't yet, so hopefully this next year. But it takes you into the Beckler region and what's known as the... The Cascade Corner, there's Donata, Donata Falls, there's Beckler Falls, there's Union Falls, just a bunch of waterfalls back in that area that you can hike into and see. And that's that's on my list of things that I like to get in. You know, I went back there, it's been years now, and I believe it was Union Falls, a couple um, river crossings you had to go to get back into that one. But it's one that I would like to get back in there and explore a lot. But, you know, going over these waterfalls that I've done, that's 18 waterfalls that I went over. Only two of them are going to be any hiking over a mile. And so great places, to, I mean, to to stop along the way. They're spread out, whether you just want to get out, do a little walk with the family, stretch the legs, see something. There are some great waterfalls to see in the park. And I, I've just hit very few of them. These are the ones that are close to the road that I've been to. And, you know, actually, as I was doing some research, Somehow I missed, and I haven't been to this one. There's the Lost Creek Waterfall, which is the trail is behind the Roosevelt area, the the gift shop there. I believe that one's only a half mile from what I was reading. And looking at it is one that I am very disappointed that I haven't been to. And so that's going to be on the top of my list next year. And that's a, a bear rich environment. So if you go back there, you have to be careful. But I would look up Lost Creek. That's one that I have failed to get to that is a a very short distance from the road. Anyways, some uh, waterfalls that I hope you enjoy. I mean, that's a great list of waterfalls to see, to go and get out to. So, uh, you know, I think that's a a great list of waterfalls. Again, a lot of people don't realize that that's available to them. You know, when you come to Yellowstone, most people have wildlife and especially the hot springs, geysers, Old Faithful on their mind. And they don't think of Yellowstone as a waterfall area. But obviously, you know, if we have over, well, somewhere around 300 waterfalls in the area and there's 18 of them, 
that you can get to with very little to no hiking. Um, obviously, we have our fair share of things to see in the park. But I, I want to remind you, I'm going to be doing that giveaway. Should talk more about it next week on the podcast. I'll update you there. At, uh, tune in to also the Facebook, YouTube. Hopefully, I'll get YouTube going. I should fa- say Facebook, Instagram. Hopefully, I'll get YouTube going for that announcement, just so you, you know what to look for uh, for this giveaway from Think Tank Photo. Like to thank them for doing that. And again, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tied to Nature's Yellowstone. Thanks for listening to Tied to Nature's Yellowstone, the podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Keep up to date with Tied to Nature and Think Tank Photo on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Ooh.